Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Curious John. I have no idea what episode number this is, but you'll bear with me. So today, I want to kind of keep this podcast concise and tight and to the point, primarily because I waited till last minute to record this and to upload and edit and all that good stuff. And because today is Christmas, I thought today would be an apropos day to talk about one of the greatest gifts I've been given. And hopefully this translates in a way that it it gives you something. You take away something from this because that's ultimately the goal of this podcast. I have attempted to record this podcast many a times, probably five times in the last two years. And because this topic in and of itself is very important to me, I've chosen to kind of scrap them every single time just because the mood, the, the, the feeling, the, the intensity, the, the whatever, the thought isn't conveyed properly. And so today, my best attempt is going to be to just wing it and see how it turns out and upload it. And if we need to reassess this episode at a future day, we can do so. Um, some of you are probably wondering why I don't script things. I don't like scripting things. It just probably comes off a little bit more fake. And this podcast has always been me speaking to you in what hopefully feels like a one-on-one scenario, a scenario where you and I are hopefully sitting down and talking, or I'm talking to you as you're doing whatever you're doing, but hopefully you're paying attention. And at the end of the day, it is a way for me to kind of convey an idea and maybe give you something to think about and so on and so forth. Um, One of the things I will say is I would have given myself more time to record and edit this, but I was stuck in a situation where I've actually taken a little bit of time off from work. Can you believe it? I can't. I can't. Oddly enough, one of the byproducts of that is two things I've really noticed. One, I've been sleeping a hell of a lot. Um, For example, like I'll, I'll get up late and then still in addition to getting up late, I will go and like take naps in the afternoon, which is is unlike me. I am not a nap guy. So it's very odd that my body's asking me for naps. So whatever. In naps it is. And then the other thing is I've also um, found myself trying to catch up to things I haven't been able to kind of consume in the time that has been the last year of just extreme, for lack of a better word, busyness, even though that's not proper English. Um, So there's been a lot of TV shows I haven't gotten to watch. There's been a lot of podcasts I haven't been able to listen to. So I've basically been binging things as I work on projects, as I work on things around the house, as I, you know, hang out with the pups or walk the girls. And so at the end of the day, it's been super, super compacted. And I think I'm starting to realize that in order for me to sometimes get in the right mood for these podcasts, it's not just about having the right mindset. It's also about um, the motivation, but it's also about sitting quietly in my own thoughts and letting things come to the surface. Because when you keep throwing things into a pot, right? Let's say you're making a soup and you just keep throwing things in the t- into the top. The things at the bottom sometimes don't get to surface to the top. You need to kind of stir it up a little bit, let them bubble up, let it come to the, to the forefront, let, let the, what is it, the cream and separate from the from the milk or whatever the shaft or shaft, whatever, whatever that saying is, that's not coming to mind. I need to stop doing that where I'm 
trying to say an analogy and it's just better off for me to just say what I'm saying instead of trying to find the analogy that doesn't come out right anyways. But anyways, I digress. So it's been an interesting scenario where I think I've come to that realization where I need to just sit down and let myself, let my mind, let my subconscious bring up the information I'm trying to kind of get to or trying to record. So with that said, let's get into this week's podcast. I hope you enjoy it. This is probably one of my gems. Hope you enjoy. Today is going to be a little bit of a story time. And I want to explain to you folks a little bit about when I was younger, something, a story that happened, a realization I made all in one. When I was a young man, I was working in, in what I would call sales for a company that would um, install and fabricate and, and, and do work with basically home builders to install utilities and some of these homes. Um, and it was, it was a trade, right? I did, wasn't necessarily doing the trade. I was kind of doing office work. I was in sales, like I said. But circa, I, I, I want to say 2008, 2009, this is kind of my best educated guess at this moment without doing the research. The housing market just just burst. The bubble burst, right? The idea was that it was it, everybody was making ton of money making houses, and around that time, the banks realized they were over lending. They were not creating profitable situations because the people they were lending to were not were foreclosing on their houses. And then we had a giant surplus of homes so builders stopped making less homes therefore companies like the one i was working for ended up falling apart and at that time i was one of the people that was let go i was i was laid off and funny enough like it's so funny for me to talk about this now because at that moment in that phase in my life a young man being laid off was a huge like shame for me which is hilarious because now with hindsight and a little bit more wisdom that company went belly up. That company could not survive what occurred during those times. A lot of companies couldn't. A lot of companies didn't. And so it's just funny for me to be able to talk about it so openly now. When back then, it was a it was a sore spot in my pride to say that I was laid off. But nobody survived at that company. It was just what it was. So because of that, and because I knew that the housing market wasn't stable, and there was a likelihood I was going to get laid off again somewhere else. I went into um, looking at other different jobs, different careers. And I remember that's a time when um, the captain's mom, if you know Captain Ruben, his mom was like, well, she works at a hospital. She's like, well, you should apply at a hospital. It's pretty, you know, reliable and, you know, consistent. And so I said, all right, screw it. Let's try it out. Right. I needed a gig. I needed a job. And so I applied at um, a children's hospital and once again never had experience with hospitals before but my only experience was always a negative one it was one of um, just gross feelings uncertainty anxiousness because every time you go to a hospital for most people it's because somebody in your family is sick or maybe you're sick and you're not doing well and you're there for treatment and, and hospitals always have this sterile cold um, just unwelcoming feeling. And so I was always hesitant to try to get a job at a place like that. But I found myself applying at a children's hospital. 
and I got the job. And it was great because at that moment, I, I, I picked up a different perspective of working at a hospital, especially because that was the, the, the best way to ease myself into that scenario, primarily because children's hospitals are more lighthearted, they're colorful, they, they have like little interactive things throughout, they just have a more relaxed, fun, playful way of doing things in a traditional hospital. And that kind of helped take away my, my angst of working at a hospital and, and potentially visiting hospitals. But that's not the point of the story. And part of being there on a day-to-day -day basis is you get to see patients. And at a children's hospital, I, I, I'd be remiss not to say that you're seeing sick children all the time. You're seeing kids that are just kind of like, you know, maybe they're not moving right. Or maybe... They, they, they don't look like a normal person looks. Or maybe they're wearing little little helmets. Or maybe they're bald. Or maybe they're, you know, I've seen kids kind of pushing IVs before. And at times, I've even had to go to the clinics and, and see kids who are, like, in beds. And that's rough. That's a, that's a rough feeling. Because in all honesty, especially those of you that are parents will probably agree with me on this statement, is that, kids are like the best of us they are like the 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 versions of us that haven't been scarred and tainted by life they haven't been you know they haven't developed negativity the way adults do by surviving as long as adults do and you see the beauty in them you see the the happiness the jovialness you see the the beautiful little souls that they have and even at their worst, when they are their sickest and they are their worst, like they are probably still the better, the best version of us. They truly, truly are. And that's always hard to see. Because as a person like myself who, who has always made it a priority to kind of like take care of myself, I see that and that's rough because... You have zero control over your birth. You have zero control over what cards you are dealt with at your birth. How about that? We'll use that analogy. You know, you can be born with a great hand of cards. And maybe you, your parents are well off. You're going to have great education. You're going to have great genes. You're going to have, you know, whatever. Or you could be the opposite end of that spectrum where maybe your parents aren't well off. Maybe you don't have the best genes, but you're healthy. And even then, you should be happy. But there are kids who are born in some of the rougher spots where whether or not their parents are well off, whether or not their parents are, are able to provide, there are kids who are born with a hand that is, I would say, subpar. And I only say that in the sense of like, I feel bad. I felt bad for a long time because you would see those kids and you would see those kids. And, and some of those kids were born the way they were born and they had no choice except to just do what they could and still be the best version of us. And I would see that on occasion. And it was like bittersweet because it was beautiful to see a kid with that kind of spirit. Because as an empath like myself, like it, it, is, it, does, it is a bit motivational. But... It is also sad because you, you become like a bit angry. It's like, why, why couldn't that kid get a better hand? Like, why couldn't they, right? So, you know, that's something you saw on a daily basis. And it was, it was sobering. It was, it was 
quite eye-opening. And I remember very clearly one time I would go and get lunch in the cafeteria. Um, and I, I don't know if I wasn't food prepping at the time or maybe I just didn't that day. And I went to the cafeteria and I got my food or whatever. And I remember seeing some kids along the way and seeing some kids. And I always try to kind of, you know, you always try to put on a happy face and, and always trying to be kind of polite and cheery with people. And I remember going back to my office and, and hearing some of my coworkers complain about some of the most petty things. They complained about like the, the, the work they were doing. They were complaining about the things they had going on in their personal lives. They were complaining about this and that. And then at some point they were talking about like, oh, this, this and this and having a hard time losing weight and getting older and it's harder losing weight and da da da. da. And, and they're, you know, these are, these are people that I would put money down that they likely weren't working out they likely weren't watching what they ate they likely weren't looking at their nutrition and that i don't know why my brain made that connection but going from the cafeteria and seeing those things and then going back to the office and hearing what i heard it, it clicked in my brain and it really was eye-opening to see that there are people in this world whom have everything at birth they have a great hand and maybe their parents aren't super filthy and they got whatever they wanted financially but they're healthy and in that moment my brain made a connection and received a gift in the sense of never take for granted your health and we all get busy and of course that's not something that's going to be in the forefront of your brain every single time but to, to negate your health to negate your meat vessel I, I call it that quite often because I, I, it's a jovial way for me to say it but to negate the vessel in which you travel in this world to negate that nothing good can come of that your body is the vessel in which you navigate this existence. I don't know how you define yourself, whether you define yourself through your, your heart, your soul, your brain, your, your, your receptors and the neurons that are moving around in your head. I don't know how, and that's a personal question for you, but never forget that your body is the vessel in which you travel this world. And if you don't take care of your vessel, much like a car, it will leave you stranded on the side of the road. If you've ever had a flat tire, if you've ever had your car break down on the side of the road, you know what that feeling is. It's an anxiety. It's a stressful situation because you have things to do. You are likely going somewhere or, or maybe you don't know how, anything about cars and that's stressful. Or maybe you don't know how to get to the where you need to or maybe you don't have self-service. Whatever the situation is, you know what that's like. Well, I can tell you right now from a person that's gone through bone breaks, from a person that's, that's chopped off a finger, from a person that's gone through some physical issues in my life that I've healed from, thankfully, I can tell you that not having a functioning vessel is soul-crushing. And so my point to this is that I watch 
these I heard these comments and I heard what these people were saying and it and it lit a little fire in me. It lit a little bit of of the best way I can say it is it did lit, it lit a fire in me. And I became a bit frustrated with the concepts of people not taking care of themselves. I'm not asking you to be a professional athlete. I'm not asking you to become incredibly health conscious nutritionist. I'm not asking you for that. But there is a bare minimum, and we should all agree to that. There is a bare minimum for you to take care of yourself, whether that's nutritionally, whether that's what you do with your body to maintain its physicality. And when I see these kids that are, once again, born with a lesser hand than those of you that have a wonderful hand at birth, you are squandering the gifts you've been given. Period. If you were to have this conversation with me outside of this podcast, I would come at you with the exact same energy or maybe even more. Because that's what I believe. At the end of the day, I saw those kids every day. And for those of you that have kids, for those of you that are raising kids, think about that. Think about what if your kid wasn't born with the hands they were born with? What if, what would you give to give them that? How about that? And so think about that and think about that clearly because some of you that are in my circle, some of you that I speak to on a regular basis, I'm on your asses about these things. I tell you all the time, like, you need to take care of yourself. You need to do this. You need to do that. You need to lose some weight. You need to do this. Whatever it is that I've had conversations with you about. And I don't do that to be an asshole. I do that because I care about you and I love you. But it's also because of this gift I was given. I saw that. And I, and I know exactly what it's like to, to know what you could do physically and not be able to do it. And for those of you that have had the ability to be incredibly physically capable and you've let that go from out of choice, that's on you. And you have to take ownership for that. Because I do remember when I was, you know, I, I sat there and, and I had my finger chopped off when I was woodworking. And I remember as my finger was healing, thinking whether or not I'd ever, ever be able to do a pull-up. Thinking about whether or not I'd ever be able to do anything physical that I used to be able to do before. Whether or not I'd lose strength in this or lose strength in that. I remember that. And for me, being able to do a pull-up when I had my finger all stitched up was a huge success. And life is complicated. And life can be busy at all times. In the next podcast, hopefully, I will tell you about how busy my year has been. But that doesn't excuse being able to take care of your vessel. Because that vessel dictates a high percentage of your quality of life. And even when I was working 12-hour days, an hour-plus commute, I was doing an hour workout a day or whatever, when, I, when every single time I could fit it in, usually it was four to five times a week, give or take. Even then, I would prioritize my fitness, one, for my mental health, but also, secondly, to not squander the gifts I've been given. Perspective is a mofo. It really, really is. Perspective is so difficult because it's fleeting and it runs away from you. You have to keep perspective tightly close to the chest. You have to. And it's a, it's a, it's a conscious decision to do so. 
because perspective is fleeting. As busy as we are, as, as many distractions as there is in this world, I just talked about all the all the watch all the videos and podcasts I'm listening to. Right, it's the perspective is fleeting. And my point, in addition to the gift I just alluded to and I explained to you that I received, I also want you to keep. Any of these things that have, have defined you and have motivated you throughout life or any of these things that hopefully you're taking from this podcast, you need to keep those close to the heart if you effectively want to use them to move forward. And I hope that for you, like me, this gift is something that you'll keep close to the heart because I think it's so easy in this life to keep things in the back of your mind, to not make them a priority. It's so easy to neglect your health because there's things you can do or, or things you can take to make yourself happier, more lighthearted, to relax more. There are things you could implement in your life to distract you at any given moment. But you need to take a little bit of perspective as to who you are, what you're made of, and realize that there are things that you shouldn't negate. Your vessel is definitely one of them. And once again, you shouldn't negate it because it's a blessing. It's a gift. If you were born healthy with all of your limbs, with all the capabilities that every normal human has, and you choose to let those go, you're squandering a gift that those kids would do anything to have. Think about that next time. Next time you're a little too tired. Next time you're, you, you don't feel like you have time. Next time you don't feel like you can do this or that. Think about this podcast. And think about what I've said to you. Because I do. I definitely think through these things a lot. And, and there are days where I'm not tired. Or I'm tired and I can't do it. And I can't really do much. And I've talked about my solo leveling two, three podcasts ago where just the basic push-ups and body weight squats sometimes get me through the week. So I hope that this gift will turn into something for you as well. And I hope that you've come to the realization that you choosing to not do something is one, not, not, an, ex, not an excuse in my mind, but two, realize that you have to take ownership of your choices. And these are choices that are detrimental because when your meat vessel, when your vessel in this life starts going downhill, your quality of life goes down exponentially. That's the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. I didn't mean it to be so intense on this beautiful holiday, but a gift is a gift. And I hope this resonated with you. I am Life Generalist, and this has been Curious John.